It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to episode 683 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, January 29th, 2023. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only Joe, at Marnus3 on the Mastodon. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. Glad to be here. Glad to have you back. Also joining us from down Atlanta Way, Seth P23, also on the Mastodon. How are you, Seth? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me back on the show. Good to be here. Glad to have you back. And from the left coast, Justice Putnam. How are you, Justice? I am doing fantastic, and I am also very glad to be back. Glad to have you back. And from North Carolina, T. Brown. Welcome back, T. Also on the Mastodon. Hello, hello, hello. You will also find me over on the Mastodon. Yay, T. Brown at Ohio.social. Welcome, T. Thank you. What's been going on down North Carolina, way, T? You've been on fire. I've been enjoying your videos. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Uh, well, weather cold for us. I mean, 50 degrees, and we're just weeping willows. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're from Ohio. Give me a break. <laughs> I've developed thin skin, okay? <laughs> uh, we have um, people still trying to tamper with women, women's um, really bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Um, keep bringing crap up. Uh, they have a brilliant idea that they'd like to add to our constitution, our state constitution, uh, that we should limit the choice of um, being able to control your body. Mm-hmm. That's coming up before the um, end of the season. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... That's a coming up. You know, it's crazy. I mean, we saw in, you know, a few months ago that in Kansas, the people solidly voted down abortion restrictions and that are to remove it from their state, you know the right from the state constitution. And now what what are they trying to do? They're trying to push it down to the local level so they can outlaw it at the local level. I mean, did the, did you not hear what the people said? <laughs> right, T? Absolutely. It's like it went in one year, went out the other year. Hey, I got voted back in, so let's try another bite of the apple. Right. Yeah. Why do, why do these people keep getting reelected? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> very quiet they 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 shut their mouth bit their tongue till they got voted back in and some of them literally pulled anti-abortion rhetoric off of their election website that's right you know they'll forget about it then we can go back and do it again mm-hmm. yep yeah so so is there is there something going on down in north carolina an attempt to uh try to outlaw abortion uh yes they, uh, the state house would like to bring forward, as you said, a local amendment, something, yeah, for them to put in on the local level, not statewide, but it would open the door for different areas. Oh. Yeah, they're basically trying to follow in the footsteps of Kansas. Oh, lovely. Okay. Well, I say bring it and get slapped down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, the the young generation now that that's coming up Gen Z is that what they call them they're 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 not they're not playing thank God 
No, we're not having it. We're not having it. So I shouldn't say we. I should say they. Because <laughs> I am well well beyond Gen Z. <laughs> that's okay. Give them your support. That's always. right. That's right. That's right. So, T, tell people where they can check you out. Uh, you can check me out over on Mastodon, as Tim said. You can also, yeah, I'm still over on Twitter, hanging on by the very bare part of my fingernails. Uh, at T Black, at, sorry, at Teresa Black 7771. Again, that's at Teresa, T E R E S A, Black 7771. Or you can always look me up over, of course, on Tickety Talk at T Brown 105. All right. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking at at uh, the Tickety Talk, and I saw how many t- Tickety Talk accounts do you have? T? <laughs> I think I saw like ten. <laughs> I actually have. I have two primary and two backups. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. T Brown one hundred and five on the TikTok. Thank you, T. And uh, Justice, what's happening out on the left coast? Well, uh, we we had a bit of weather recently here, and now it's actually gotten fairly nice a bit chilly for some uh uh mostly in the low 30s during the day and upper 20s at night so there's that and uh oh what else we still are trying to get our voter approved uh gun law mm-hmm. where just background checks got to have like some training and uh 10 10 bullets maximum in a in a magazine or whatever they call it. Uh-huh. And that, that, that is just uh, a line too far. It's a violation of the second amendment, according oh. to some rural cops and uh, lumberyard owners who have brought suit against the law. So it's the, the old uh, city rural divide uh, rearing its uh, ugly head. Out yeah. here in the West, which it always does, apparently. So that's always nice. Well, and, and, and you uh, know what that else? you know that um, if for some reason the law does get does get um, upheld, then those folks will again try to try to drag you to uh, Idaho. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, we. I'm actually part of a county that voted to uh, become part of what's known as Greater Idaho. I will note. No one asked Idaho if it was okay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I don't know. You know, we may have some uh, pretty darn right-wing KKK hooded types here in eastern Oregon, but they're still considered a little too liberal for Idaho. (laughs) And uh, that's how bad it is. Yeah, um, I miss the Bay Area. Of course, from what I've been reading... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Boy, it, it sure is expensive to live there. It's that old uh, story, you know, about the the uh, crab, you know, put in cold water or lukewarm water and then slowly heat it up. You don't realize you're boiling to death. Right. I will say scientifically that's not true. The frog or the crab will jump out of <laughs> the pot if given the chance. But um, uh, yeah, I sort of I sort of miss the. I don't know what what was it called diversity. Oh yeah, diversity. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, here in Southern Oregon, I'm blinded by the white. Oh jeez. So, well, that stated, uh, 
I guess I should tell you where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter still. Um, I'm not. I'm not throwing the the Molotov cocktails that Joe did, but I, I I'm not holding back, and I expect <laughs> to be booted off. So I better get my Mastodon account going. Yeah, we do have uh, Netroots Radio does have a Mastodon account, and uh, Tim has that in the show notes. So check it out. Um, you can find me on Facebook, of course. I haven't been um, uh, suspended there yet, though with Trump coming back, I'm sure to be suspended for <laughs> bullying there you uh, go. Trumpsters with uh, facts like, well, <laughs> Reconstruction. You know, that's bullying if you bring up Reconstruction, apparently. There you go. And where else? Oh, yeah. I'll check me out on Netroots Radio and over at Daily Co's as well. All right. Thank you, Justice. You know, the whole thing about... Facebook letting Trump back on. There's one reason, and I know you all know, <laughs> with that one reason they let him back. They're letting him back on. It's because they made 180 million dollars of ads off of his campaign. There you go. That's Money. the one reason. There you go. Money. So. Oh, I should mention also just to give a shout out. I've been looking at Spoutable, uh, the guy that runs mm-hmm. uh, the bot defender thing on Twitter, mm-hmm. Boozy mm-hmm. Bowsy. And that looks like a pretty good uh, 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 platform as well. I mean, it's still in its infancy and, you know, I mean, beta part. But I've been looking at Spoutable, too. And so I'm thinking that maybe having a few social media accounts like Mastodon, Spoutable, Post might not be such a bad idea. Yeah, there you go. Well, I haven't done Post, but uh, I definitely am on Mastodon, Facebook, and Instagram. So So that's enough for me right now. So... (laughs) So thank you, Justice, and let's go to Seth. What's going on Atlanta way, Seth? Oh well, Tim. Um, you know we have a. Uh, you know I'm I'm talking to you today from Fulton County, Georgia. Yes. And we have a district attorney. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Her name is Fonnie Willis. And um, anyway, I'm just joking. I know you guys know about her, <laughs> but um, hey, Seth, the, story, yeah. the rest the rest of the country knows her as Fanny. Really? Uh, I'm serious. Bonnie? Honestly, I'm not really 100% sure because I've never heard her say it, so I don't know which way it is, yeah, to be I've, frank with you. It, it's, it's Fanny everywhere else, but it's probably Fonny, so. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard her say it, so I don't, I can't say tell her, no, hear her say it. Anywho, she is doing her thing, and it looks like she's going to indict Trump any minute now, and um, that's pretty exciting. You know, I mean, um, I'm looking at an article right now and it says that Jeff Duncan, the former lieutenant governor of Georgia, is saying that there's enough evidence to move forward on an indictment. So mm-hmm. that's the big news around here. Yes. And, you know, well, <laughs> and hopefully that comes to fruition and, and something can, can happen. And, um, you know, that's the thing. I think like a lot of people everybody here in Georgia as well as the country, they just want Trump to be held accountable for something because more and more stuff keeps coming out about what he did while he was in office, you know, especially with Russia and all kinds of stuff that it's like, we just want him to be held accountable. You know, I'd be happy if they held him accountable for the bad interior design. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll take anything. So anyway, that's the big news. Go ahead. I don't know if you were watching this, the Jonathan Capehart on the Sunday show this morning on MSNBC, but they said something that kind of went. <laughs> what happens if Fannie Willis indicts Lindsey Graham? 
Well, there you go. Washington, you know, Washington D.C. would, would explode, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. Who knows? I'm just glad something has happened, to be honest with you. And that's that's we're all keeping our eyes on that. And that's the main thing going on here in, in Georgia right now. Um, you can um, find me on the Mastodon. Um, I'm actually still on Twitter, but I don't really use it that much. But I need to stay on it because a lot of people who I connected with in the Ukraine or in Ukraine, I should say, um, are, that, that's how I keep up with them you know yep. and as you get to know them over over the war and i you know check in with them every single day to make sure they're okay uh i can't i can't just i can't cut that cord you know what i mean i don't yeah. want to until at least the war is over or something um because i got to keep up with those folks i got to know that they're okay and so on and so forth and uh but anyway i don't i'm not going to give out my twitter handle because i don't really check it that much uh you can you can find me um Seth B23 on Mastodon. The full name will be in the show notes. Um, my partner Elaine and I, we have a vegan blog on Instagram called Vegan ESP. We also have a website of the same name with recipes and stuff. So you can check us out over there. And um, like I said, Tim, happy to be here. This is going to be a good show. A lot's going on nowadays, huh? Yes. Thank you, Seth. Always glad to have you back. And Joe, what's happening up Scranton Way? Nothing ever happens in Scranton. You're not you're not getting snow, are you? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, it's <laughs> in the mid 40s here. Oh, okay. Wow. Are you kidding? We're getting the my neighbor took the cover off his swimming pool. Oh, We're ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nothing much. Nothing much up here. It's been uh, quiet. Uh, we're moving a lot of furniture around. <laughs> sounds like your snowblower. Uh, sounds like your snow. Huh? Sounds like your snowblower is just collecting dust this year. It's also getting uh, uh, jammed up in its carburetor. I have to run it a couple of times because, <laughs> you know, that thing gels up. But anyway, uh, oh, we're we're doing okay. Um, and uh, I have a, I, I'm willing to write uh, your last tweet, uh, Justice, if you want mm-hmm. me to. I'm good <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you could. I, I I'm good at it. Yeah, I'm just uh, you know, a little a little thousand cuts types of things and. Yeah, I do it with a big slash. Right. <laughs> there <Yes>. you go. <laughs> yes. We leave no bridge standing. But anyway, <laughs> you could find you could find me on uh, Mastodon, uh, Marnus3 at mstd.party. And you can find me on Facebook. And you can find me on... WordPress, jsantorsa.wordpress.com, where you have the cloud car update every week, or most weeks, because I forgot to post it a couple weeks. And you can find me on Friday nights, 7 to 10 Eastern. I'm on radioforhumans.com on a show called It Came from Cleveland. Yay. All right. Yeah, I think that that, uh, that tweet you'd write for Justice would have a lot of a... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that would be a Molotov... Oh, let me see. There would be, uh, yeah, Molotov cocktails tossed right at uh, at the CEO. Yeah, and he would go with it. I've been doing precision precision bombing uh, just around the perimeter about Elon. So we'll see. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Elon Musk will read it and he'll say, well, that's not very nice. Well, that's not very nice. (laughs) 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 So, all right. Thank you, Joe. Tim Cormall at Mastodon.lol. Hailing from the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
permanently soon. <laughs> but still in DC too, uh, but uh, not, not for much longer. So, and uh, you can uh, timcormel.com is the website for our show. You can follow me on on uh, no longer on the Twitter, but on the Mastodon, on the Facebook, and the Instagram. Uh, but I don't really do much with the Instagram other than look at a few pictures of cats. So <laughs> videos of cats. <laughs> but uh, we're available on this show. is available on Stitcher.com as well as Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. And we're broadcast on Netroots Radio, Justice, 6 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Yeah, Eastern yeah. on Mondays. As well as on Radio for Humans, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. I do miss um, tweeting with our good friend Sheila Friend and uh, Rebecca. Yeah. over on the twitter but uh come on and join us on the mastodon we'd love to see you guys so <laughs> so anyway so with that i think it's time to follow me follow me on youtube follow me on twitter follow me on facebook follow me on instagram follow me on pinterest follow me on twitch follow me on myspace what the hell is myspace follow me on musically follow me on reddit follow me on the sidewalk follow me on the road follow me on whatsapp follow me on daily motion follow 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 me t you're on all those aren't you <laughs> T. Brown, who is your social media friend of the week? Oh, social media friend of the week. Oh, hold on a sec. Guys, 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 this wonderful lady, I really like her a lot. She teaches science. She is Oki Space Queen. But if you want to look her up on Mastodon, you go at Oki, O-K-I-E, Space. Queen at S C I O C M M dot X Y Z. She lugs around a planet a planetarium to educate kids about science and space in Oklahoma. Awesome! That's awesome. I am definitely giving her a follow after we do this show at Okie Space Queen at S C I com dot X Y Z. So thank you, T. And uh, you, you know, as the as the bumper says, follow me on everything, <laughs> right? yeah. uh, including the sidewalk. So and uh, so let's go to Seth. Who is your social media friend this week? Well, you know her, you love her, and she's on Mastodon. So go check out Laffy at Gotta Gotta Laugh on Mastodon. Um, I've just known her like i've known you tim for for many years on the social and we've been through we've all been through thick and thin together the good time good years of obama the difficult years of trump and she's really great to just stay up to date with everything she's always posting articles and and really good um tweets and everything and she is on the nicole sandler show you can check her out there and she's really excellent there and I, the, the reason why I want to mention her is because I've she's been somebody I've mentioned before over the years but I just want to make sure the listeners know that she's on Mastodon and she's great and she, all of the great laughy goodness you got from Twitter is now on Mastodon so do yourself a favor and go follow her over there yes. and uh, real quick real quick if I may just make a quick comment about that is that I was dragging my feet a little bit to get on Mastodon, but let me tell you, wow, I really do like it. It's like uh, there's not a there's not that same sense of you, you don't have Don Jr. and people who like Don Jr. on Mastodon. Okay, let's let's start there. That's a good once you 
get that and then magnify that times 10 and that's Mastodon. You know what I'm saying? You don't have the crazy. You don't have the right wing nut jobs. You have people doing things like sharing photographs, a lot of photography, which is great and and, and jokes and puns. And and it's, it's just not it's just not. The, the toxic environment that Twitter feels like nowadays. Yeah. It's well, very calm and refreshing. And, you know, Tim, I got to thank you for this. You you strongly encouraged me to do this. And I was kind of slow on the uptake, but now that I've done it, I totally – I love it. I think it's great. So I recommend it for everybody, and I recommend first get on Mastodon, then follow Laffy and – you're welcome. <laughs> yes. And you know what else you don't have is you don't have advertising. Because <laughs> oh, Mast- yeah, Mastodon is oh, not wait, for profit. One more thing I got to say to that is on my particular server that I'm on, the guy who owns it, you can talk to him like any time during the day. You know, if there's an issue, he's going to put out, connect with you and say, hey, look, there's going to be an outage. There's going to be this or that or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, social media with customer service? Like somebody can you can talk to is in charge of stuff? It's amazing. So, anyway, that's all, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and also I saw I saw a, uh, a post on Mastodon this morning from the guy who runs the server that I'm on. His name's Nathan. And he said that through their, um, through their uh, Patreon link for the, the, the cost of the server is that only 1% of the people who have accounts on his server are actually – contributing to the cost of operating the server uh via patreon i am one of that one percent <laughs> i signed up uh but uh yeah. he said he's bringing in twenty five hundred dollars a month which is more than enough okay. to keep the server operating and uh and is helping a lot so you know that's uh another way uh since mastodon is not for profit you will not see advertising on it and you will there's no algorithm to feed you information it's straight what people post is what people post in the order it's posted so you know and uh, it's it's really good i like it a lot and it's self-moderated too so someone attacks you all you gotta do is complain and uh they'll administrators will take care of it yeah i heard a story um i read recently about that and okay so there was this one particular server right and there was somebody on the server who was posting a bunch of transphobic you know posts and you know the the administrators of the whole group were like hey you you gotta you gotta police that you gotta shut that down or else we're gonna shut you down and anyway the administrator didn't do it and so they shut down the whole server well, they, they, and, what and they I mean, did that's was the they, level of accountability that we're dealing with here. It's like they're not going to just take out one or two people or one or two accounts. They're going to eliminate the server completely. And thousands of people had to find a new server. But, hey, there you life. go. Well, you know there you I mean? go. Well, see, that's it. I mean, because the servers all talk to each other through what's called federation. And that's how you see mm-hmm. other people on other servers posts. So what they did was when that server administrator wasn't adhering to this, the community standards – they basically turned off the federation with their server so they could no longer communicate with the rest of Mastodon. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. So, also, I heard anyway, that, that, that that just goes to show you that it's a lot more cleaner, nicer environment than what you get with other social media. Yeah. Well, the other thing, the other thing I did hear is that uh, one of uh, some um, hedge fund tried to buy three of the Mastodon's big servers, and uh, basically the other administrator said, "You buy them, we cut you off." <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So they are they said Mastodon will remain nonprofit. So okay, all right, I got a laugh. Thank you. Sorry to to uh get kind of sidetracked there. But uh Justice, who's your uh, social media friend? 
My social media friend of the week is Timothy Snyder at Timothy D. Snyder. He, of course, is the Levin Professor of History at Yale, author of On Tyranny with 20 New Lessons on Ukraine, also the author of Our Malady, Road to Unfreedom, Black Earth and Bloodlands. And you can find him writing up a storm at snyder.substack.com. And I chose him uh, this week. Of course, he's been the go-to guy about Ukraine. But with the uh, uh, senior counter FBI counter intel guy out of the New York FBI office who uh, pushed uh, the the Hillary emails and Mm -hmm. all of that, who just got busted for spying for Russia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Timothy Snyder's been on that, and he has some questions. And so he would be a good follow (laughs) at Timothy D. Snyder. If you're on the Twitter. If you're on the Twitter, I, you know, I, I presume he's on other spots, but uh, his Snyder.substack.com uh, is where you would find his work. All right. Thank you, Justice. All these links are in the show notes. And uh, let's go to Joe, who's your social media friend this week. My social media friend on Facebook is Ellie Mistel. Ellie Mistel. Yes, and why? Because he was on Dean Abadella's show, and he uh, said of Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, when asked um, by Dean uh, what he thought of him, he said, yes, he's been a complete failure. (laughs) Because at the point where you have so failed in your job as Attorney General that all of these election deniers coup plotters and MAGA leaders himself, Donald Trump, can either run for office in the midterms or promise to run for office for president in two years, you, as the law enforcement officer, has failed. Mm, Thank you, Eli. (laughs) He always tells it like it is. Yes, he does. And I always agree with him. And that's the truth. These people should be indicted by now. These people should be in jail by now. Anybody else that did what they did would have been arrested right. already and a trial date set. I don't know why they're dragging their feet. I suspect why they're dragging their feet. And I don't think it's good. Yeah. Well, so, Eli, thank you for your candor. You mean Ellie. Ellie missed all. all right. uh, Ellie. Yes. Ellie. All right. So I'll put the link. You put his Facebook page. I'll put the link in the show notes for that. Uh, he's awesome. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, um, I think that I wish that, that – uh, Biden would have named Glenn, uh, Glenn Kirshner as Attorney General. He wouldn't. He would have. He. We'd be done with this already. Right? Maybe. Yeah, but uh, I think. I think what this spy scandal is proving is that, uh, you know, there's been a, first of all, there's been a rat hunt going on that might be taken up some time, mm-hmm. which also means that uh, there's a lot of uh, gumming up the works. If you're trying to hold Trump to account and you've got a bunch of embedded magas throughout law enforcement kind of makes your job a little harder. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's just what I think. So my social media friend this week is someone I followed on, on the Mastodon. He goes by Sir Rochard Bunsen. S R R O C H A R D Bunsen, B U N S O N at universodon.com. I will put the link in there, but his, his, he says my Twitter bio said venting on Twitter 
to be kind in real life. <laughs> How about being kind on Mastodon to be kind in real life? Except for fascists. They can get fucked. <laughs> Make punching Nazis cool again. <laughs> I love that. Oh, goodness. So, but he posted a link uh, to the uh, to the onion. <laughs> it says, dog that only barks at black people named New RNC Cheer. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? <laughs> So all these links will be in the show notes over at timcormo.com. Oh my gosh, what a week, what a week, what a week. Oh, so uh, let's see, Martha Raditz had Representative Michael McCall on last Sunday to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene being appointed to the Homeland Security Committee. And I want to ask you a very quick question about Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was removed from all congressional committees in 2021. Now she will sit on Homeland Security and the oversight in the new Congress. She doubted 9-11. She doubted a plane hit the Pentagon. She later mm-hmm. apologized for that, but she said that in 2018. Should she be on that committee? You were on that committee. No, I chaired the committee. I, there were, you know, these conspiracy theories that people go down, I disagree with this. I'm having to debunk this. This one was a worse violation. Uh, 9-11 was not a hoax. It was a carried out by Al-Qaeda. There's no question in my Should mind. Should she be on the committee? Well, and anybody that says that, I, you know, look, this is 2018. I will tell you, she has matured. I think she is, she realizes she doesn't know everything <laughs> and she wants to learn and become, I think, more of a team player. I think it's incumbent upon more senior members to try, look, she's a member of Congress, to try to bring her in uh, and try to educate her that these theories that she has are not accurate. Would you rather have seen a different choice? I'm not the chair of that committee, and I'm not the speaker. <laughs> oh, they're going to work with her to help her get over these QAnon conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she's, she's in her 40s. <laughs> right? Yep. Matured? Yeah, well, wait till, she, wait till she brings Dr. Fauci in to uh, question the origins of <laughs> she and between her and Rand Paul. <laughs> Origins of COVID. Mature. Excuse me. Didn't she the one that just tried to undercut the president in a vote last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say on behalf of Georgia, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, 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 I uh, some of our districts are are like that, and the sad thing about it is, is. It doesn't look like she's going to lose anytime soon, to be honest with you. She has a lot of supporters, and that's a very red area, where, where her district. And so, geesh. No worries, Seth. She'll die of gum disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, maybe so. We'll see. That or chlamydia from all the... Uh... <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> From all of the... Uh, yeah, um... That affairs that puts a whole new meaning to hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. And uh, speaking of uh, uh, stingers, here. and you know the world has lost one of its brightest stars, real star. Oh, but I see that uh, we have another star who is equal to, but she stepped up and she is different. I'm, I'm serious. I thought I knew them both. I didn't. I knew I knew Diamond, but I didn't know Silk at all. I just learned about Silk. You're Only fantastic. You're going to carry on beyond beyond anybody's wildest imagination. How do we stop the cheating? How do we stop it where you get more votes, but you still don't win? 
And the answer is the Republicans have to get tougher. The top people have to get tougher. And, and you have to really swamp them. There's a level at which even they can't produce. And so if you win big enough, you're going to get there. And then once we're there, we're going to straighten it all out and get it back to where it was. But... thing and and i don't believe you know they told me i said give me a little time because i have a lot of people waiting for me back in a place called palm beach florida they said give me a little time what do you think it'll take oh about 15 20 minutes sir in and out i said what well, can take longer this is a little longer than 15 minutes right shut up <laughs> <laughs> you need to shut the fuck up what kind of eulogy was that <laughs> You know, I did a quick Google search for Trump and Diamond and Silk, and there is not one photo with him with Diamond and not Silk. You know what I mean? They're always the three of them together. Mm-hmm. Right. So how how did he not notice that other person that's always with her? I just uh, don't get it. It's I, weird. I I have my suspicions. Oh, <laughs> could it be? Uh... I do, too. <laughs> I think my suspicion is justices. <laughs> <laughs> There was two? I thought I was looking at one. Yeah. They weren't the same person? Oh, I only saw one. Wow. Guy's a nutcase. Seriously. The guy is a basic racist. You know? Apparently, apparently there's a constituency for that. There is? Sheesh. All right. You pay enough money. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. By the way, see, I, I don't understand the whole diamond and silk thing. I never have. <laughs> Are these two women, were they just using this to make money? <laughs> uh, let me put it to you this way. Had you ever heard of the comedy duo of diamond and silk before they hitched their wagon to him? No. No. Mm-mm. That was a, wait, 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 wait. That was a comedy duo? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow! Did they ever tell a joke? Or... Mm? Did they ever tell a joke? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this was bottom bottom of the barrel. Oh, okay. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, then, but uh, but, but that's all part of not not just Trump's strategy, but the uh, Republicans, the GOP, for decades. Uh, I mean, I I looked up in the dictionary, and when you look up patronizing racist, it takes you right to the GOP page. It's- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is the article that I that I uh, that I took those those sounds from. It says Trump eulogizes Diamond by saying he hardly knew Silk, ranting about the 2020 election and complaining about the length of the funeral. Right. <laughs> I was told it was going to be 15 minutes, but uh, they had those short clips, so I just so I just put them together with like some cartoon sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but morning, Joe had a little bit to say about it too. Former President Trump spoke at a memorial service for Lynette Hardaway on Saturday. Hardaway was better known as Diamond from the popular pro-Trump conservative duo Diamond and Silk. At one point in his remarks, Trump claimed he didn't know Silk at all, despite her saying in her introduction of him how great Trump treated them both. <laughs> President Trump, I just want to say thank you so much 
for believing in diamond and silk. He treated us just like Laura. He treated us just like the other children. Eric. Oh, really? Don <laughs> Jr., <laughs> Tiffany. Like Eric. He treated oh, us just like when we came around. <laughs> when Diamond and Silk came around, it was like we was part of the family. Oh. You know, no the wonder world he is lost. One of its no brightest stars. Didn't know who they were. Real star, yeah, no but I see that he treats them uh, like we have Eric. another star who is equal to, but she stepped up and she is different. I'm, I'm serious. I thought I knew them both. I didn't. I knew, I knew Diamond, but I didn't know Silk at all. I just learned about Silk. You're fantastic. <laughs> what? What? Oh my God! How does he say that? That's just not even. He also went. He was very. Um, that's just not even true. How close long to being it true. lasted? But he, he complained. He started complaining, uh, and and and, and turned this memorial terribly camp, rude. This memorial service into a campaign speech, railing against Democrats. Oh. And promoting the big lie and complaining that he was just How? there way too long. It's just gross. It is kind of gross. How do you have open <laughs> borders where millions and millions of people are being led into our country and taking so much away from our country? It's so hard to fix that. You know, things we can fix inflation. We can fix so much of what's been damaged over the last two years. They allowed their prisons to be emptied out into the United States of America. They allowed their mental institutions to be emptied out. Inflation <laughs> Starting with was you. caused by energy. They stopped the energy and Wait, all of a sudden your gasoline went from $1.87 a gallon Alex, to yeah, five. I think you can do that. Okay, without actually having this. to see it, he also complained about how long the funeral was. And, and, and that and, he was only supposed to be there for 15 minutes, but it lasted so much longer that he was stuck there. And, and 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 he was talking um, uh, himself very very long time. So so uh, Charlie, I don't know where to begin. I mean, you this know, Republican just, presidential candidate, just beyond bizarre, yeah. beyond rude, beyond uh, uh, anything that that think? anyone would see in in normal, polite, let me say, decent society. Indecent. And this is a guy that a lot of people want to be the next president of the United States again. Again. And and so on brand for him, too. Um, look, th this is what happens when you have a narcissistic sociopath asked to give a homily at a funeral. It won't go well. I mean, right. Donald Trump has one subject. He has only one thing that he wants to talk about. It won't about. go well. And, 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 and his and his and his the, the, the crass indifference is just so burned in that he's not even aware of the fact that that he you know is is talking about other people that he they never met silk i mean of course it's rude but this is this is donald this is donald trump um and he's not going to change but uh, to your to your point um i continue to be amazed as, as, as you are well they, that's the interesting thing is you know i always try to imagine the people who are watching this and going yes I want that man to be a role model for my children. I want that man to be the symbol of America. I want that man to have his finger on the nuclear button again. I mean, I, this has baffled me for for six years. Uh, what is interesting is that is that as we get closer to 2024, um, Trump's behavior is, if anything, more erratic. You know, remember Joe that there were people who you know talked themselves into believing. Well, if he becomes president, he'll become more normal or, you know, he right. will he will become presidential. He will he will grow into right. the job. It's Rise exactly up. 
opposite, and it appears to be accelerating. But again, um, as shocking as it is, no one should be surprised that Donald Trump goes to somebody's funeral, says he doesn't know the closest friend, and then talks about himself the whole time because, well, he's Donald Trump. There you have it. Hey. Amen. He just put the name in the coffin, right? <laughs> I knew, I knew Ivanka uh, and Don Jr., but I, 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 I never met Eric. <laughs> never met Eric. Never. Yeah, really. I mean, like, oh, seriously? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eric, I, I don't know Eric. But he's, I mean, he's right. This is what happens when you invite a narcissist to speak at a funeral. <laughs> I have another daughter. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, and then just, did you hear the thing about apparently Trump is trying to get, like, state officials to back him, to endorse him? And, now, like, Idaho, was it uh, Christy Noem, I believe, South Dakota? She's like, uh, no, not, not, we're not uh, throwing our hat in the ring yet. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina? No, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see who else uh, comes out and uh, announces they're going to run for president before we endorse anybody. And uh, he's starting to little have a little freak out. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it was a blatant or bald-faced attempt at uh, locking in people because of DeSantis. And people are keeping their options open, which doesn't make me feel any better, necessarily. Uh, I don't think DeSantis is going to translate to the nation. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. I, I just don't see him selling to the rest of the country what he sold to Florida. Don't forget the average age in Florida. Right. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Did you watch <laughs> that? You oh. Seth, I know you like uh, you like to watch the show on HBO. We're here. Oh, yes. Love that Did one. you see the mm-hmm. one where they went to the villages in Florida? <laughs> the drag queens? Oh, God. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one yet. Oh, it's oh season God. three. Oh my God, <laughs> it's it's the two part oh finale God. of uh, of season three. Oh my God, oh, oh, I gotta watch it. Oh my mm. God, and the thing they point out is that everybody in the villages is exactly the same. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and oh, wow. I understand they have they do a lot of swapping. Yes. Ooh, well, it is uh, it's disgusting in itself. It's the venereal oh, yeah. disease yeah. capital yeah. of the world. <laughs> Of, I guess you would call swapping down in the villages is a lot of crepe hanging. Oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. oh. wow! Viagra Village. Viagra oh, Village. Viagra. It's like watching oh, a porno a version one. of Cocoon. Oh, oh. oh man! Oh. Wow! Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! You guys, <laughs> we're here. Oh, all right, all right. That's funny. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, uh, <laughs> no, I can't. So, Corrine Jean-Pierre was given one of the White House briefings, and uh, one of the reporters asked about George Santos. I have a follow-up, actually, about this new members reception that is coming up. Do you have any guidance on how many new members 
president intends to have um, in the follow-up to that? Actually. Yes, no, it's a good question. Don't have any numbers to confirm to, with to you at this time. Uh, again, I would have to go back to the Office of Ledge Affairs. As you know, that process is run through them. Uh, don't have a number to share at this time on who has confirmed to attend. And is George Santos invited? Uh, again, I, I, <laughs> I love how everybody laughed at that. Um, uh, uh, well, I, look, um, as you know, every, it's a it's a um, it's a event for the new member, the new the new Congress. Uh, so everyone is invited who is part of the new Congress. I just don't have a confer a confirmation on who is attending at this time. Oh. Was it George Santos? <laughs> well, <laughs> or was it know, Anthony DeVolder? Stephen Colbert had a very interesting uh, uh, take on that. Uh, no, it wasn't Stephen Colbert. I forgot who it was, but pointed out on, on one of the cable channels, well, the only one I watch, MSNBC, was that uh, when you, oh, it was Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh, yes. When you go to the White House, as a congressman or whatever, you first have to give your ID and social security number and have a background check to the Secret Service. Right. Well, I know that that's why he wouldn't do that. Right. Well, there <laughs> he didn't you go. Because he didn't want to tell the Secret Service anything about himself because his name isn't George Santos. Right. Let's Was it George it. Santos? Was it Anthony DeVolder? Was it Katara Ravish? <laughs> Does he have a social security number? <laughs> I, I don't even know if he's he's legal in does this he country. Have, does uh, he have an American I passport? Think, actually, he's, he's D.B. Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. Ilya Kilyakin, as far as I'm concerned. Who knows? Maybe uh, he's a good guy, though. <laughs> maybe he's the, I know, I know. Maybe he's the man with one red shoe. Because <laughs> his shoe was stolen in the middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> oh, good Lord. His wow. shoes. Who'd want his shoes? Jesus. <laughs> right? Wow. They even stole that from uh, from Sex in the City. <laughs> he stole that from... That was when Carrie's shoes were stolen in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Seriously. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. Wow. So, uh, anyway, and so... Oh, and the other thing, too. The Supreme Court? Come on. Really? Really? Your investigation of who leaked the Dobbs decision? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right? Oh, yeah. Who did that? Oh, yeah, Wow. <laughs> Just got, got away from us. Can't figure that one out. Yeah, oh, really. Okay. Uh, Sheldon Whitehouse <laughs> and uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. A little <laughs> uh, Senator, your reaction to the 20-page report and then the new additional paragraph that told us so much about the justices' involvement in the investigation. Well, I've been involved in investigations as my state's attorney general and United States attorney and there's a lot about this investigative report that is very weird. Yes. Uh, it starts out weird in the very first sentence where they describe the crime here, the incident, as being no mere misguided attempt at protest, which flags the prospect that the Democrat appointees did it, that it was their office's attempt to protest the Dobbs decision. Well, if you can't solve who done it, then you've got no business trying to flag a motive. And they do that in page one, and it's only a motive that would apply to the guilty party being a uh, member of the staff of the 
uh, Democratic justices. Then you go on to the fact that they couldn't get anything done and didn't, didn't make it clear whether they'd interviewed a bunch of prime suspects, which is the justices themselves about their activities or their spouses or whether they took the opinion home. So then, as you point out, this other paragraph came out and it's peculiar. It's an iterative process, not an investigative process. Mm -hmm. The judges were asking questions as well as answering them. The whole thing makes no sense. Mm -hmm. And the backdrop to this is the recusal problem of Justice Thomas, when it was clear that his wife had equities uh, in these investigations that caused him to, that should have caused him to recuse himself, and he didn't. And his excuse was that he knew nothing about his wife's activities, which is a fact question. It's a question that lends itself to investigation. And the Supreme Court chose not to investigate it. Indeed, I don't think he's ever made a statement about it. This information has come out through other mouths, through his wife, for instance. So you have a, a uh, court that is unbelievably frightened and cautious about asking questions of the justices in matters that involve uh, ethics and leak. It's as if the justices are made out of meringue and will right? crumble if they're put under any pressure. So it, it's a very, very peculiar investigative report and frankly doesn't look very investigative. Seriously, why did they even bother to release it? Because <laughs> we all know it was just garbage, <laughs> you know? I mm -hmm. mean, seriously? You didn't question any of the justices? Hmm. Yeah, bear bear with me on this uh, a little story here, but I'm sort of reminded when Alan Greenspan came out, when uh, the housing crisis had, you know, reared its head uh, during the Bush administration, you know, when everything came to a collapse. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And... He came on, uh, you know, the public airwaves and said, I had no idea that people in my station of life could do anything illegal. I mean, he was com completely dumbfounded that there would be crooks with money like him, right? And I think that this is what the justices, I won't say the Democratic justices, mind you, but the others, <clears throat> they feel that they are beyond reproach, that they are not to be questioned, that by deign of the fact that they are justices in the highest court of the land, that anything they do must be lawful. Mm -hmm. So it's a... Uh, Sounds to me like a little bit of a royalist attitude, but uh, pretty much uh, we yeah. had a revolution about that. Well, and, and here's the other thing is because they they forced the employees to testify in the report. I mean, in the investigation by threatening yep. their jobs, they essentially spoiled the investigation for any law enforcement if they tried to come in because they've already immunized all those people by compelling them with the threat of loss of job to 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 answer questions in their investigation. So let, let us also be clear that the, the marshal of the court is not a janitor. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of people said, Oh, well they gave it to the marshal because, you know, she handles scheduling and filling the rooms and you know, among a, a slew of duties. The marshal of the court is a lawyer by law. 
so I, she she would still be able to conduct a proper investigation. And uh, but her bosses told her how that was to be handled. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm you so, know the bottom line. And I, then, then we find out Podesta or not Podesta, um, Chertoff. Chertoff's group is involved with this. I, I and and he's like a major donor to their uh, their little uh, financial scam with the uh, what's it called the Court Museum or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Just dirty. It's just it's dirty. all dirty. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I, I they don't even need to do an investigation on this, right, Joe? Because I got I can tell you the initials of who leaked it. JT <laughs> or GT? I see. GT. 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 Not Jenny wouldn't do that. Yeah. I, I, you know, and that's the. I, I think it's, it's like. Well, they asked her. They asked her. She said she didn't do it. Oh, of course. Right. Right. I think oh, okay. it was uh, S.A., to be honest with you. Yeah, Locked could be. in the votes. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Well, you, you know who it wasn't? It, it wasn't a Democrat, because if it were a Democrat, they would have hung him up, or a conservative, or excuse me, or a liberal justice, they would have they would have hung him out to dry. You know yeah, what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So right. it's obviously well, they, either a conservative judge or, or somebody in the Republican Party. Mm. I mean, That's why the insinuation that it uh, came from one of the yeah. Democratic or liberal justices mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was just, you know, coming from Roberts because, you know, he always, you know, says, I'm just a balls and strikes judge. Well, why is he throwing heaters at people's head? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and it, again, it goes and back why does to. He sh- why does he show up without his lenses? Yeah, well, it just goes back to the self-projection that they always do. You know, why is it Why is it they keep calling Democrats groomers and, and, and Republicans keep getting arrested for child porn? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, no, really? That's a good point. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'd be banning Bible hour instead of drag queen reading hour myself. Right, right. If you want to get rid of the pedophile uh, issue. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Well, and the uh, the and uh, the next thing again, uh, Joe, to set you up here for the clown car, uh, is that Maggie Haberman was on with uh, on the CNN Morning Crew, uh, Don Lemon, Poppy Harlow, and they were talking about what what's going to happen if uh, Fannie Willis does bring some charges against one Donald Trump. Telling Poppy earlier this morning, like when I hear that phone call. I can't believe that we actually lived through that, that it was real. Oh, yeah. That he actually asked for that. So this investigation now um, is expanding. The likelihood, Maggie, that this report is going to be made public. I, I think it is likelier than not, Don. It has been a little hard to navigate from, you know, behind closed doors. What is happening with this special grand jury? Remember, it's a fact-finding grand jury. They're not capable of bringing charges. If they make this report public, I think it necessitates, and if it says what we assume it does, which is makes recommendations about people getting indicted, that means that Fonnie Willis will have to move relatively quickly because the, the information will be public. Yeah, and, and she, I mean, she's been proven to move quickly and move yeah. aggressively with racketeering charges in right. her past. It, I thought it was interesting, Maggie, what you tweeted in terms of um, how her staff is preparing 
for potential violence. It was really jarring. My colleagues who have been covering this very closely in Georgia have a very thorough, comprehensive report uh, on our on our website talking about exactly what this uh, might show and, and what the investigation has looked like. And yes, they are bracing for the possibility that if there are charges against Trump, that this could again prompt violence. And we forget that right after January 6th, there were a lot of prep- 2021, there were preparations for potential violence mm-hmm. uh, in state capitals uh, around the country. I think that is part of what is informing this. And there's also, I think some staffers have taken to wearing bulletproof uh, vests was, I believe, part of that report as well. It was. I mean, that is stunning. Yeah. And, and, it, and it speaks to the moment that we are in. Now, has the political violence uh, that, that was expected right after January 6th nationally happened? No, but there is that cloud of it constantly. Hmm. I don't know. When uh, when the FBI executed the search warrant at uh, Mar-a-Lago, they had what, like 50 protesters came out <laughs> and marched in front of Mar-a-Lago for a couple hours? <laughs> if Trump's well, indicted, they might get overrun, and the protesters might get overrun with uh, the ticker day parades. <laughs> you can't stay away from your wild turkey. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I, I don't think that... Uh, Trump and crew are trying to appeal to the, you know, everyday MAGA. He's going for his stormtroopers, you know, the Proud Boys mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. others. Well, the right. problem is they're all right. sitting, a lot of them are sitting in jail. <laughs> a lot of them, but a lot of them are not. That's true. You know, a lot maybe of they'll them get are still roaming about. Maybe they didn't all some. go, they didn't all go to DC is what I'm trying to say. So. Maybe they'll get some dental care. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, uh, there was a buildup to January 6th by Dana, the fact that we are now finding out that all those state capital takeovers were practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, people forget. I mean, that, that summer before, I, 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 dozens, dozens of state capitals are being overrun by right-wing armed militias, uh, breaking down doors and, and whatnot. And in my state here in Oregon, uh, some of the Republican uh, representatives in the state house were put under criminal indictment for actually helping the rioters enter the state house. So, and then, mm-hmm. then we get January six. I don't know. I still say too. It could be that uh, they're outnumbered by uh, the people celebrating. <laughs> if Trump gets indicted, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, because yeah, because people are but, sick and tired. But, but we know. What's that? I was just going to say, I agree with you, Justice. It's still a real threat. It's nothing we can uh, sleep on. It's nothing we can just take for granted that it's over now or whatever. They're still out there. I mean, I live in the South. I mean, I live in an urban area of the South, but it's still the South. So I I know about the racism and I know about the idea of insurrection. I mean, it's it's something we can, we can never you know, look away from. We have to mm-hmm. say it's there. We got to deal with it. And I know you got to deal with it where you live as well. And th- there was a guy, uh, MAGA type, who was shooting up his political opponents, Democratic opponents, I believe, Arizona. Yeah. Who just got arrested or was it New Mexico? One of those southwestern states there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we already have, you know, reports. And I mean, that's one of the things too, is that we don't get to hear these reports as much for some reason, maybe the decimation of local news, but, um, you know, there's, there's city halls and school boards. I mean, there, there there's still all this political violence going on, yep. let alone against actual, uh, elections officials. 
And, um, I, you know, this is, I'm not saying like, let's not divulge what's in, you know, the grand jury report, but, uh, I think the reason that Willis wanted held back is because there are some indictments coming down and Haberman and the other saying, well, she's going to have to move quickly. I think that's what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is the question? I would say that the, uh, the cable networks are going to be very busy this week. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm curious. And it's specials. Go ahead. And at this point, uh, she's actually moving faster than Garland. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah. seems to be the case for sure. Well, so well, is the tortoise. So here's my question then. <laughs> Seth, maybe you know. So does she have to go to another grand jury to get the indictments? Or can she indict uh, from her? From what I've read, yes. Okay, yes. so All she can't. All they can do is make a recommendation. Right, but I mean, and she so, can't. Yeah. She can't indict them herself based on the recommendation. She has to go get another yeah. grand jury to vote to. Well, all yes. she has to do is all she has That's to do is understand. give the report to them, and they have to read it, <laughs> which they probably did, and then indict. She has to recommend indictments to them based well, on the report. Yeah, all of, you guys are all right, and um, but w- the thing about it is, is it'll still be precedent setting in the sense that no other. You know, president, former president, has ever gone through this, so it's still a big deal either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And and as my my understanding is that the second grand jury is already seated. Mm. Well, they're probably seated. They're probably just a regular grand jury that seats you know there all the time. Right. You know, they just turn over every so many weeks. She's going to ship. There'll be indictments this week. Oh, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) 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 So, Joe, are we ready to go see what's happening down in the clown car garage? Might as well. There's a clunk bar in in the Senate, in the House, rather. Right, yeah. (laughs) We needed to hire someone, but it was really tough finding people that had the right experience. I was spending half my day just reading resumes. To hire great people, go to ZipRecruiter.com and post to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with one click. Then, easily select the best candidates from one list. I'm seeing a lot more candidates with the right experience. We have gotten consistently better results from ZipRecruiter than anywhere else. Over 1 million businesses have already used ZipRecruiter. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com. All right, ZipRecruiter.com. Joe? Well, you know, guys, 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 if you're the attorney general, right, your caseload's Mm -hmm. growing by the minute. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you're just another breaking news bulletin away from finding out that Don Jr. is doing lines off classified documents. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, finding enough FBI agents uh, and special counsels to investigate can be both time-consuming and frustrating. Both, yes. With all the classified documents, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, (laughs) and Trumps hitting all over the country. No wonder you spend more time finding investment or investigators and prosecutors uh, than doing the important work of indicting the former president. Gary, that seems to be the problem. That may be why yeah. he's dragging his feet, yeah, <laughs> right? right? Yes. Uh, so, getting qualified candidates can be harder than finding vegetables at a Mar-a-Lago buffet. Right. <laughs> but there is a solution from the company that brought you ZipRecruiter comes ZipRecruiter AG edition (laughs) to take the work out of hiring. All right. Now, with this news tool, 
Finding qualified agents and special counsels is a breeze by tapping into our database of qualified candidates. We have candidates from all over the world, from ex-KGB to rogue secret service agents, <laughs> who can be dispatched to search for classified documents anywhere, anytime of the day or night. All right, yeah. Do you suspect there are classified documents in those habitats for humanity? I don't know. Uh, well, we have a confession. We'll get a confession out of Jimmy Carter before he drives one more nail in the walls of his deceit. Oh, okay. Oh, goodness. And have you found classified documents hidden behind George W. Bush's ugly paintings? Oh. <laughs> we'll tear those ugly monstrosities apart and retrieve those documents faster than you can say weapons of mass destruction. Oh, okay. And it will be mission accomplished when we rip those classified docs from Dick Cheney's pacemaker. Mm, right. <laughs> oh, boy. So don't waste any more of your valuable time finding the right person for the job. Let ZipRecruiter AG Edition do the looking for you. Instead, spend your time holding press conferences explaining why a special prosecutor is needed to search Clarence Th- Thomas's robes. <laughs> exactly. Or, oh, boy. Well, for pubic hairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Monica Lewinsky's blue dress for DNA. Okay. What's that you say? Mike Pence just found more documents hidden in Mother's dildo collection? (laughs) (laughs) Fear not. We are on the way. There you go. There you go, Joe. (laughs) Thank you. you. Mother has a dildo collection. Well, of course she does. she's married to Mike. Right. Of course she does. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) She probably Don't. has an extensive one too. She yeah, maybe she should go visit. Maybe she should go visit the villages. <laughs> she, has, she has one of those buy twelve get one free cards. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Dildos <laughs> for mother. Oh, my. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so uh, Adam Schiff was on, and and you know, I mean, you're right, there, Joe, because you know, I mean, I'm so sick of this. You know, we played the clip last week of, uh, I believe it was James Carville saying, you know, the way they've the White House has handled the messaging around this whole documents thing has just been a freaking disaster. You know, why didn't they just come out in the beginning and just say the White House is fully is fully cooperating with the Justice Department investigation? Mm-hmm. End of story. That's all you got to say. Because they have to talk about something and prove that they're fair and equitable in their coverage. I mean, look at the questions there. Why Why did he wait until now to tell us about it? Because he, had no legal, because he had no no legal obligation to tell you. Right. He did, he did have a legal obligation to tell the people who he must tell, which he did. Which he did. The same day. So there's no more question. So their question is, why didn't you tell us? Right. Because I didn't have to, and because you people would have had it all over the fucking cable news. Well, they forever. did anyway, right? They, they also came out and said that they were following DOJ recommendations, which also recommended them not telling everybody right off the top that they were following DOJ recommendations, because then that tips the hand that the DOJ is looking for a crime. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but Justice, you're not answering the question. Why didn't you tell us? Yeah, well, that's what. Yeah, I know. It's the okay. petulant, petulant yes. uh, 
the uh, petulant press. Exactly. You know, they have to have something to cover. I mean, you got cable news 24-7. I mean, what the hell? And the headlines in the Times and the Washington Post. You know, more documents found. They found one. Mm-hmm. They found a and page. They, and, and, Not even a document. Then, they found a page. It was probably a calendar. Yeah. And, and you know what else? This is, this is what galled me. There was an article. I don't know if it was in the Post or the New York Times. And it's, or it was on CNN.com. And it said something like, prosecute, or, or investigators were ready to issue a warrant if Biden didn't cooperate. No shit. And I bet you they'd be ready to indict him for obstruction of justice if he was Donald Trump. But <laughs> he's not. And if your Aunt Lucy had wheels, she'd be a boss. Right? (laughs) (laughs) For Christ's sake. That's not a story. That's not So you go up to the investigator and say, well, if he didn't cooperate, would you have issued a warrant? Well, yes. No shit. Well, if Biden shot somebody on on the lawn of the White House, would you have arrested him? Well, yes. And then the headline will be, uh, uh, investigators ready to arrest Biden if he shoots somebody. <laughs> I mean, right, come on. That, just they're ready to, uh, to arrest him. Arrest him. I mean, for and then when you read the article, th- there's no story. Right. Exactly. But the headline, you know people get past the headlines, maybe the subheadline, and that's it. They don't read the story, because if you read that story on CNN, it, it, it was basically not a story. It was that some reporter went up to, to the investigator and said, well, if he didn't cooperate, but he did! Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, is and, and the thing is, is we know what kind of stuff was in the documents that Trump had nuclear secrets on other countries. I mean, we know, but we don't know anything about what documents were found in Biden's First place. Of all, it doesn't matter it doesn't because mean, had he given the documents yeah. back when they asked for them 18 months ago, it wouldn't have even made a story. Well, they wouldn't even have had to get a search warrant. <laughs> They well, I want to know anything. You probably would have never heard about it except to maybe a little bleep, and that's it. Right. Well, it was his obstruction of justice. It was the fact that after they told him that they know he has more documents, that he was caught on camera, moving them, hiding them. That's the that's the, the that is the crime, not the possession. There you yep. have it. Yep. Well, and what I want to know is why why were the documents that were in Trump's purview that he just had empty folders for mm-hmm. showing up in Joe Biden and Pence's properties with Secret Service agents DNA on it? Mm. Well, well, there you go. Hmm. Well, <laughs> but I mean, they the, ought to check to see what DNA is on it. I don't know, but well, you know, I mean, but the bottom the line is, is Joe said right off the top he didn't know how. Those documents got there. That's why it gets turned over to the DO. Well, the archives and the archives calls in the DOJ, and and so you know there. I, I don't see anything untoward there. Whereas what we're talking about with Trump from the get go, he said, "No, they're mine." Right. Well, and the other to thing is, with, with I mean, what I want. What yeah. those documents could be, it could have been the itinerary for a trip he took eight years ago. It that's was what cla- I'm saying. It's probably a calendar that's not even classified. Yeah. Well, you it, know what? Well, no, James Carville said it best. The press can't help themselves. Right. They well, always do this. 
Well, they did it to, to Hillary in 2016 yeah. mm-hmm. with the, mm-hmm. the freaking emails. Every time a recipe from John Podesta was published by WikiLeaks, it made headlines all over the place. You know, John Podesta has a casserole recipe, un, uh, undisclosed prior to this. I yeah. will say that it made me pause, though, when I found out that Podesta was putting put, putting frozen peas in the risotto. I oh, mean, that's I almost. I mean, come on! I almost held my vote back for that. He should right. have been prosecuted right there. They should but have that's, stopped exactly. That's nothing away. to do with Hillary. Frozen freaking peas. <laughs> right. My exactly. God. Well, you know, Joe. Peas, man. Well, Joe John Stewart says it right here. It's mine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It wasn't. I don't. I don't find like Viacom and MTV folders and shit or or their property, especially if it says that like. This is crazy. In Trump's defense, he wasn't planning to leave on the day he had to leave. You know, they, <laughs> that guy packed in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so his was more a case of just emotional denial and, and, and upset. Yes. But can I tell you why I think I, this is why it's hard for me to care is because we're, we just overclassify. That's, that's what this guy's going to talk about today is that the whole system is is utterly busted. Like some classified stuff is so kind of like tangential or circumstantial. They're like, well, the reason we can't keep this napkin is because mm. now we're going to know what restaurant we can never go back. You know, it's like, oh yeah, no, it's all, it's, it's a web. And I'm sure, listen, if there's a little note that's like men I've killed while president. <laughs> okay. I'll, but, I'll give you that. But I will say, I love the, I love the Biden uh, slow drip here. He's like a magician just pulling the handkerchief constantly, but it's just classified documents. Like every time you think it's but done. But it's only a slow drip yeah. because the media is broken. Right. Yes. There you go. Yeah. It's broken. Nobody has any idea of the context of this. And all they're doing now is talking. They're trying to one up. Trump had them in a storage facility. Biden had him by his car. Trump had them in a toaster oven. He he was giving them out like mints <laughs> yeah. at the end of a meal at a diner. Like, huh. or, or or they're talking about like, does this make the 2024 matchup more even? Yes. Like they're fucking broken. Right. But it's also yes. like, I, I don't want to minimize this, but you're telling me a 70 70- Oh, year old and an eighty-year-old have stuff <laughs> yeah. at the old house. I believe it. I, be- yeah. there, I also expect Biden to be like. And also, could you check in the check in the fridge in the garage? I think it's some good deer meat in there. <laughs> it, 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 it's not going to go bad. Try that. Like that's a, such a great defense that that uh, it was in it was in the garage with the Corvette. No one goes in there besides my mechanic Sergeyev. You know, <laughs> he, that guy can do an oil change with just a document scanner. It's amazing. I think the best defense that I've heard so far is the one Jay just proffered, which. Is, I'm old. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Some of it could easily be like his grandkids' birthday cards. Like there's so much stuff sometimes that mm-hmm. when they keep finding stuff, they're like six items, but they haven't specified. So like here's the difference for me is that Trump was like, hey, take a look. Have y'all seen these? And Biden was like, hey, someone look. Have y'all seen these? I, I, here's the part I can't get over. It's all fucking stamped. Mm-hmm. It's all stamped classified. So if anybody in any way is sorting this shit, it feels like you would take that stuff and put it to one side. And it just speaks to me of the entitlement that comes from that position. That that position is, you know, we all like to point at Nixon and say, you know, when he says it's not illegal if the president does it. 
But the truth is they all fucking think that way. Every single one of them. Do you think that it's like kind of unspoken rules? Or do you think it's malevolence? I don't think it's malevolence. I think it is the entitlement that comes with. It's like this. And the only other business that I've ever been around that's like this is show business. Have you ever been to a premiere and you see, and there's some seats, even in the heightened world of show business that are taped off. And that's where Scott Rudin's gonna sit. But if somebody tries to sit there, everybody who's all dressed in black and wearing their headsets fucking goes bananas. And because security has been breached, this artificial bar that should never have been set in the first place because it's just set based on entitlement and ego. And if you breach this clearance Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. arbitrary, the whole place goes bananas. That's what I think it is. I don't think it's malevolence. I think it's uh, a a manner of being accustomed to a position where if you press a button, they have to bring you a Diet Coke. There you go, right? Well, I I sort of disagree with them a little bit on that. Not in Trump's case. But I think in most of these cases, uh, low-level staffers, from what I understand, are going in there at the end of an administration and packing stuff up. Right. We're not qualified to, to, to look at this stuff. Okay. What my question is, is why isn't someone from NARA there at the end of every administration supervising this packing up? Right. Well, that's it. And that's saying it right that does not belong to him. That you cannot take. That belongs to us. I have a similar question, Joe. Um, if you were to go down to Smallville, USA, right, and you were going to go to the library and you're going to check out Charlotte's Web, right, and you can check it out for two weeks, but you know, after two weeks, you know, the 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 librarians are going to know that it's late, right, mm-hmm. and they're going to look for the book. Right. And that's like the tiniest town to the biggest towns to everything. We have this massive network of libraries and people check things out and they were held accountable to bring them back. So my question is, do we not have that with classified documents? They just go out in the wild and hope they get where they're supposed to go. Well, the other thing, that's my question. You know, Hmm. and here's the thing. I'm a person who's actually trained in how to what to in classified documents for my job. And, and I had no idea that the accountability wasn't there. Like I, I know exactly what they look like, the different types of forms you're supposed to have and all this sort of thing. And I just assumed that there was a tracking process that went with that. Like I, I thought that was mm-hmm. so obvious that, mm-hmm. that I just didn't know about it because I didn't know need to know about it yet or whatever. And, and I just, I'm dumbfounded by the fact that, we take more regard toward the book Charlotte's Web from a small town library than we do classified documents. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I well, just, the I, other, get my head around it really. I mean, the other thing we got to point out is the stark difference between when Obama and and Joe Biden were leaving the White House and when when Trump left the White House. I mean, the day after Trump was Trump won the election, uh, President Obama issued an order to start the transition, an orderly transition to the new administration, which kicked off all the wheels of everything that happens 
between administrations so that when the new president's inaugurated, his team is up to speed. But Trump refused to do yeah. that. They had, I mean, Trump, I mean, they had weeks, you know, almost two months. Well, actually, more than two months to pack up the White House for Obama and and Biden. But Trump, yeah. they wouldn't even concede. They didn't think he on January sixth. He truly believed he was gonna he was gonna overthrow the election and and remain the president. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and then what he did, he had them pack up the White House and move it to Mar-a-Lago. Right, and exactly. they just took the boxes in I mean, and just shoved all the papers. They had pallets. They had pallets of stuff they were taking out. Yeah, they had uh, people walking out with statuary. Right, I mean, remember, that? <laughs> remember that? Remember, I remember that? that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and to and to and to Seth's point, who's tracking this stuff? I mean, I, I assume that okay, the whole White House is a skiff. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll accept that. So a document has to be used in a briefing or something. So it's brought into the Oval Office. Why is it left there? Why yeah. were classified documents still in the Oval Office when? lower level people and i'm talking about even with in pence's case and in 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 biden's case why were classified documents still among his stuff Mm -hmm. if if it's supposed to be returned immediately i mean if you're doing a briefing why isn't why isn't a a classified document taken to the briefing and then picked up by the security officer that's supposed to take it back right and put it back where it belongs why does it remain there so and second of all why do we classify so much junk like a calendar and thirdly, again, I'm going to ask this question. Why isn't NARA there at the end of every administration supervising the packing? Right. You know, exactly. I was going to mention, you know, there's the famous phone call between uh, LBJ and Sam Irvin where, he's, where LBJ is reading classified material to Irvin while he's sitting on the shitter in the White House. And he's saying, Sam, you ought not be doing this. This is treason because it was uh, Nixon trying to gum up the Paris peace talks. Mm, right, right, right. There was no staffer going to go into the shitter and get that classified dock when LBJ leaves it. Not for a few hours, if not days. So I could see where things could. <laughs> oh, well, that's and, and that might be the case in Trump's <laughs> after a happy meal. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, the thing, though, is, is what. what what uh, John Stewart was talking about is exactly what happened on Fox News. He said, I have no regrets and there's no there there. Well, actually, there is there there. It's there and there and there. There's classified documents in all these places. And so to say what the president should be saying is, look, classified documents, anytime classified documents are not in a secure place, a mistake has been made, something's gone wrong, I'm going to get to the bottom of what's happening. Instead, he says, no, I no, I no regrets. I did nothing wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows he did something wrong, including Democrats. And he's going to, he's going to, he's going to regret those words. Uh, and and nope. Ali, I have a point. Even I before these so. documents came about in the story we're talking about here, there was already 70% of Democrats that didn't want President Biden to run again. So here we go. Just oh, confirmation for that. Yeah, I wonder oh, how no. many of them had mm-hmm. access to classified documents. I'm being facetious. <laughs> All right. So you ask a great question, Lily. Mm-hmm. And it is both sides of the aisle that now we have to start to ask what happens at the end of, of serving that you can take classified documents or maybe during the time you served. So we are just now learning for the first time that former Vice President Mike Pence has discovered classified documents <laughs> at his home in Indiana. Vice President Pence informed Congress on Tuesday of this week, which would be a 
uh, yesterday, that uh, or last week, excuse me, that he discovered documents bearing classified markings in his Carmel, Indiana home on January 16th from his time as vice president. Following the revelations that classified documents from President Biden's tenure as vice president were found at the Penn Biden Center think tank and at his home in Wilmington, Delaware, the vice president's team conducted searches of Pence's Indiana home and political advocacy group Advancing American Freedom Office. Wow. So, Mark, I'm going to come to you first on this as I'm going through. Two letters Pence team sent to the National Archives happened on January 18th and January 22nd. Foxnews.com Digital has obtained this document. Let me click Hmm. on it here. Uh, Dear Ms. McClure, as Vice President Pence's designated representative to the National Archives, I write to request your assistance with collecting and transferring to the custody of the National Archives an additional set of vice presidential records. The additional records appear to be a small number of documents bearing classified markings that were inadvertently boxed and transported to the personal home of the former VP at the end of the last administration. Pence was unaware of the existence of sensitive classified documents at his personal residence. Vice President Pence understands the high importance of protecting sensitive and classified information and stands ready and willing to cooperate fully with the National Archives and any appropriate inquiry. Mm. Mark. Um, yeah, I'm sure what happened is that when he heard the news about the vi- Vice President Biden mm-hmm. uh, having fa- having some That's documents inadvertently, yeah. that he yeah. immediately ordered his staff to go and make sure that there was nothing and they came across something. Uh, we don't know what it was. We don't know. For example, Biden had TSSCI documents, mm. which is very, that's a we don't level know that. of seriousness. We don't know that. So, and those are things you can't easily exactly. transfer. Secret, co- uh, you know, confidential documents are a different story. Uh, so we don't know what that is. Um, but uh, I think it's great that he was so responsible to check that and it seems like we've got a broader problem yes uh, well, I think our, our government is a bipartisan we've problem known of that, people though. mishandling classified we, information <laughs> so so pence had the he was aware that he had these documents and he had turned them over to the archives who then you know then that kicks in the doj he knew that for over a week during the time that Joe was taking heat for all of his misdeeds of, you know, keeping documents next to his Corvette. Or was it the uh, Shelby Mustang? I don't know. But um, so uh, wh- wh- where is the outrage from the media about uh, old Mikey uh, keeping uh, the information about his uh, documents? Right. The thing is, you don't hear it, do you? No, because the thing is, he's so-called journalists are are and they're not only on Fox News they're on MSNBC they're on CNN you know they're asking these questions that are not questions they're they're reporting stories that aren't stories Pence and Biden did exactly the same thing at exactly the same time right exactly they make it sound like <laughs> Pence told everybody immediately and Biden held on it since November No, Pence told the authorities he had to tell immediately, and Biden's staff told the authorities he had to tell immediately, the same day. What they didn't do is tell you, nosy press. Right, exactly. Okay, for reasons you don't even know. For reasons you don't even know. Yeah, the other thing is they're not even telling, I mean, they're, they're making stuff up. 
Like right there where he said, well, we don't know what the documents are that Mike Pence had, but we know that Biden right. had TSSCI. No, you don't. They haven't released yeah. any details about any s- single document that, no. that the Bidens turned over to NARA. We don't know a thing Absolutely. about it. All we know is that they bore classified markings. You don't know it was a TSSCI. You're just making it up. Well, the joke was going around is that Fox News seems to know more than the DOJ about what was in Joe's. Uh, hmm. Well, I guess so. Stuff, right? <laughs> well, and then it's and like, then uh, did they get it from a? They get it from a trusted source. Yep. And then uh, Mehdi Hassan called out uh, Ted Cruz. King of brazen cynics, his Ted Cruz on Tuesday night. And so the FBI needs to search the University of Delaware archives and they need to search Hunter Biden's home and business address. <laughs> but hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Surely Larry Kudlow, America's worst financial advisor, asked Cruz <laughs> about the contradiction between Penn's good, Biden bad, right? Former Vice President Mike Pence, a friend of both of ours, he's found some classified documents, uh, I think, at his home in Indiana, not in his office. Uh, What do you make of that? Is this different from the Biden story? He is a good friend. He's a good man. He's explained where these came from. Please excuse me, Mm. Ted Cruz says, as he twists himself into an Auntie Anne's pretzel, extra greasy. (laughs) I've said it before and I'll say it again. You can't shame the shameless. Oh, and by the way, personally, if I were Barack Obama or George W. Bush or Dick Cheney, I'd be purging my garage and coat closets and looking behind my seat cushions for anything that comes close to resembling a piece of paper, let alone a classified document. Okay, maybe not Dick Cheney. I doubt he cares. (laughs) There you go, right? (laughs) Oh, is Biden bad? Pence, good. (laughs) Of course, we shouldn't be... be we're going to search Hunter Biden's addresses, but we're not going to look at every every wedding guest that went into Mar-a-Lago right. since he moved moved in two years ago. Or we're not going to ask uh, uh, Don Jr. Uh, how, how many of those classified documents he traded away for, for some snow. Or how about, uh, what was it, two point some billion that Javanka got from the Souths? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 and, and tell me again, what government office did um, did Hunter Biden hold again? Oh, let me see. That, that would be the Department of making shit up. <laughs> making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Department of Department of, of useless investigations. No, the Department of Men looking <laughs> at women on right social next media. To the Minister of Silly Walks, I think. No, the, <laughs> I said last week the Department of Men looking at women on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then uh, a couple other things this week. So uh, Eric Swalwell was uh, talking about uh, about uh, one McCarthy throwing uh, he and Adam Schiff off of the uh, Intelligence Committee. This is purely about political vengeance. The cost is not only removing us from the committee. <laughs> On the Intelligence Committee, the cost is not only breaking, shattering the most precious glassware in the cabinet, a committee that's always been bipartisan. The cost are the death threats that Ms. Omar, myself, and Mr. Schiff keep getting because Mr. McCarthy continues to aim and project these smears against us. Even though we have said publicly these smears are bringing death threats, he continues to do it, which makes us believe that there's an intent behind it. Do you think? But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time 
on our hands. Yeah, I think he's going to regret that he's giving Adam Schiff two years to run for Senate <laughs> in California. Yes, there's that. <laughs> right? Yes, there is that. And, you know, you know, the reason that, that uh, uh, he gave for knocking them off is that they lied to the American people about uh, that they had they saw evidence that there was collusion between Trump and Russia. No, they didn't. They did see the evidence. Just because Bill Barr uh, it, it covered it up and obfuscated what was really in there, there was evidence of, of, of collusion in that right? in that report. Right. There was evidence of mm-hmm. collusion. All the all the Justice Department said at the time was there wasn't enough to indict a sitting president because. Why the Justice Department can indict a sitting president? But but there were indictments, prosecutions, and uh, jailings of that, people in that conspiracy or collusion. Absolutely, or whatever we want absolutely. So this idea that they lied about seeing evidence that that, that uh, Bill Barr later said didn't exist did exist just because Bill Barr lied about it and obfuscated and misdirected us before the report was re- was actually issued doesn't change the fact that there was evidence right in that investigation and they did see it mhm but they still done nothing well, about the, it. The, <laughs> right justice right i was i was just going to say real quickly the way that our like hive mind works is that and and i i had to argue with people about this they actually conflate the four-page summary uh, <clears throat> that Barr put out for the Mueller report. That's the that's it. That's that is the Mueller report in their heads. Anything that actually Mueller put out is it. It doesn't exist, or we're making it up. Right. They completely ignore the fact that there is an actual report, mm-hmm. an unredacted mm-hmm. report that we, the public, have never seen. And really, seriously, I'm pissed off this administration for not dropping it right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. They say they, they, they haven't done anything with the report. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, well, that's water under the bridge. Let's forget about it and move on. You know, I mean, you know, it's just I don't know. You know, I remember when when the Mueller investigation was going on, we all had such high hopes that something was going to happen and nothing. Well, nothing. But he, uh, he was the U.S. attorney in the Bay Area, Mueller, mm-hmm. and um, he was a little heavy handed, shall we say, on asylum seekers even back in the day. So I always I often wondered, you know, it, it, it was one of those deals where uh, it's not legitimate unless there's like some, you know, like diehard Republican. And uh, leading the investigation, uh, you can't have a Democrat in any capacity of the investigation, or it taints it. Yeah. Well, back to what we were talking about there. You know, is is if McCarthy thinks he's going to get he's well he since the you know the intelligence committee is a select committee, he gets to say who who's on it and not. But he doesn't get to say that with the um, the committee that Omar's on. And so yep. in order that to throw her off, he cannot get those votes. He's got to bring it to the floor and he doesn't have the votes because there are several Republicans who said they're not going to vote to remove her from the committee. Right. And all, all I need and all it takes is four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we may get lucky, 
you know, because uh, it's going to take a little while to replace Santos, and there's no guarantee that it's going to be a Republican again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so then there's three. Yep. And, and, and the uh, other thing, too. The way things are going, there's there's some that are already under some pretty serious uh, FEC violations. So well, we'll see. and the thing I heard this morning on the Sunday show is apparently the people in Kevin McCarthy's district are not happy. Because yeah. ever since he became speaker, he's not paying attention to them. And they've got water issues. They've got they're they're trying to get some stuff. They're having to go to other representatives from other districts surrounding Kevin's district to try to get some help from those congressmen. Because Kevin's so caught up in being speaker, he's completely ignoring his constitu- constituents. He's not caught up in being speaker. He's caught up in uh kissing uh, uh Marjorie Taylor Greene's ass. Right. Which well, is not a very uh, attractive thing to yeah, be kissing. Exactly. Right. Right. Do you guys actually think Santos is going to be removed? If he's indicted. Oh, I, I think he's going to be arrested. Yeah, I think yeah, he's going to be that's indicted. What I mean. He's going to be arrested. I mean, I, I, what I read in the, I think it was the Post the other day, that uh, they found a bunch of donors whose names were made up or addresses yep. don't exist. Yep, he not only forged a treasurer a new treasurer's name on some legal documents. Mm-hmm. He made up donors. Right. And he made a mistake because a real big mistake, because he named a donor who lived at an address of a billionaire Republican donor, a big Republican donor in California. Right. And mm-hmm. remember that he was running in a district in New York. Okay. So in California and okay. So people do, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Contributed to other yeah, races, but okay. So, but this this big time Republican donor who lives at that address, but he didn't use that Republican donor's name. He used a fictitious name, which the Republican donor said to the Post or whatever it was. That uh, uh, guess what? Nobody like that ever lived here or lives here, and neither me nor my wife made any contributions to George Santos's campaign. Yeah. Well, the other thing I that I heard one of the congressmen pointed out is that he had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in airline fares charged to the campaign. And I, they were saying, well, well normally... It's a big district. Yeah, well, normally, if you're running for Congress in your congressional district, you might have like 400 bucks throughout the whole campaign in airline charges or airline expenses. Well, to, be, to be fair, that district is at least three miles square. Well, I mean, unless you're taking Delta Airlines from Queens to uh, Long Island. You know? <laughs> right. Back and unless forth. you're taking Spirit. Right. Then I could understand. <laughs> Remember when Lauren Berbert uh, submitted her uh, uh, tally sheet and it turned out that she was trying to collect on, or she had claimed that she had driven around the globe like two or three times in like less than a month campaigning <laughs> right. and stuff. Right. Like, well, how is this possible? <laughs> right. Oh, it's a big district. It's in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, a guy like Santos, if he's just a grifter with no other, you know, hostile foreign nations backing him, which I got to tell you, we already know that he has some Russian oligarch money involved in this mm-hmm. um if he's just purely a grifter uh he's seeing what's worked already yeah well i mean so, and if you're going to tell a lie tell a big one and, and don't be it, surprised if george santos doesn't disappear right yeah like 
you mean like disappear, not necessarily have like an uh, a tragic fall from a five story building? Like. I'm saying uh, uh, take a flight to Brazil and uh, never come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but maybe not Brazil. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say <laughs> you know. he's going to be rooming somewhere in Gorky Park. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think extradition might be Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we actually have an extradition treaty with Brazil that's been enforced since the early 1900s. So I I, I don't know why people keep saying that it's so difficult to extradite back and forth. You know, they're talking about Bolsonaro. But uh, with Santos, you know, they can have him when we're done with him. I guess it's just not important enough that he stole an old woman's purse. (laughs) Unbelievable. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, we're going to cut some, skip over some clips here because, well, you know, we got the Republicans proposing in the debt negotiation or, well, they're not really proposing. They're saying to the press, well, we should just get rid of the income tax and have a 30% uh, sales tax nationwide, federal sales tax. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's that's, nuts. A, good, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then that 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 would be a, a a regressive tax, because who would who who buys the most stuff? Mm-hmm. But people with probably incomes under fifty five thousand dollars. Well, these are people. Most most people. These were these were people whining about the price of gas and inflation, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, during the campaign. But now that the, now that the campaigns are over and they got a four-seat majority in the House that they think that, that oh, well, let's just get rid of the, the nation's income tax system and go to a 30% flat sales tax. But if you think of the cynicism of that whole thing, mm-hmm. who is going to be paying? Many, many people who are in poverty do not pay tax right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And they will then be paying tax. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's regressive in that sense, and and that's what that's the cynicism of this whole thing is that what they want to do is shift the tax burden to the poor. Think right. of it this way: for every dollar of Frisky's cat food that Grandma has to buy to eat, mm-hmm. it's going to cost her thirty cents more. So it's going to be a buck thirty now. Well, after you take away her social security, after you take away her social security and Medicare, right? Right, <laughs> right. Well, hey, there's well, always a cup and pencils and the the corner. Then yeah. I take it back. She's so, not going to be able to afford the Frisky's cat food. Then there you go. No, she's going to have to go to that generic stuff. I had a conversation with someone from Florida who was all gung ho for the thirty percent tax taxes across the board. Until I remind them, you do pay property taxes, don't you? You, you, you pay city taxes. We don't have state tax. Uh, okay. So on top of those two taxes, another 30%. You're okay with paying more taxes. They literally bounced out of my life. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. They, oh didn't want to hear it. they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. You want to add 30% to the price of a car? You want to add 30% to the price of your house. But we... We, we do know what the real message behind this is. How about thirty percent to this to the to the uh, cost of your car? Right. It's everything. It's everything. But the, the the real message behind this, though, is that we deign to discuss uh, raising the tax rate on those making above four hundred grand a year, and uh, back to what was considered being normal 
And uh, this is this is where they double down. This is their strategy now. Oh, you want to tax us? Well, we're just going to give you a, a regressive tax and pretend it's value added. Right. But all they did was hand the Democrats a I, a, a golden I, opportunity. I Right, exactly. Because there's no so way, there ain't no way, none of this is going to the senator, the president. But you know, and the other thing too, this week was this whole John Durham breaking news. I mean, the whole thing of the investigation of the investigation of the investigation. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out that the, that Barr and and Durham went to Italy to investigate these <laughs> conspiracy theories, and what they got was evidence that. Of Trump's crimes, <laughs> right? Right. And, <laughs> and, Hannity, and Hannity at the time is saying, "Oh, there's a criminal investigation out." Yeah. He didn't even know it was on his own man. Right. Oh but my god. Was, but see how the propaganda shop works there. How that works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think Hannity did know. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, no, probably. Just, just remember what they were going to Italy for. They were they, they were going to investigate satellites. Flipping uh, Hugo Chavez owned uh, uh, <laughs> election box. It's it's the craziest BS. Well, you, you got to factor in those. Said, you you got to factor. We had in. to kick out Steve Bannon for being such a grifter and too fascist for us. Right. But here's some evidence of a crime, and I want to know what that crime was that well, Trump right. committed. They had to figure out uh, how the Jewish space lasers were involved there. <laughs> well, don't you think that Eric Merrick Garland knows what crime was? discovered i mean he has access to department of justice records doesn't he one why is nothing the attorney general does jack smith have it did he give it to jack smith i don't know well, well this is my point you're the head of the department of justice isn't that information there right or, or, or is it in trump's uh, mar-a-lago uh, desk i don't know who knows i've been reading a little bit of i don't know news drops that um uh, Smith is tying uh, the document case to Trump's involvement with Russia, mm -hmm. which goes to uh, the Durham issue and then the uh, FBI agent uh, McGonagall. All I know is, all I know is, I will believe it when I see it. If Jack Smith or anybody does anything to Trump, the only one I have faith mm -hmm. in is Fani. That's right. It's the only well, one. I, it's the only one I have faith in. Don't forget, don't forget the guy uh, who's investigating uh, uh, Joe. He could come up with some sort of criminal indictment. So mm. just just laying it out there. Yep. Well, I'm, and and uh, it's not going to go. Against, he's not going to go for a criminal indictment against Trump. Is what I'm saying. But they're going to find something to stick it to Joe. Yeah. See. Well, oh, yeah. and uh, we got to close out with the most important news of the week is that Fox News had, and uh, Tucker Carlson had to go and ruin it for everybody, folks. Mm -hmm. uh, there's news from the world of candy, the only part of trail mix I actually eat. <laughs> you might remember uh, last year when M&Ms redesigned their female green spokes candy changing her go-go boots to sensible sneakers. And Fox News host Tucker Carlson was outraged about no longer being turned on. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. Huh? <laughs> I don't even know what Nothing weird about that. <laughs> Who hasn't thought about taking their candy out for drinks and then if things go right, maybe a little action over the peanut under the candy shell? 
<laughs> and that was just his take on the footwear. When the newest spokes candy debuted, he described it as a plus-sized, obese purple M&M. First of all, she's not obese. She is with nut. Okay? Show some respect. Recently, in honor of International Women's Day, M&M's launched a new limited edition pack that includes only purple, brown, and green, the candy's trio of female characters who are upside down on the package to celebrate women everywhere who are flipping the status quo. Now, to some, some people like that. Some people like that a lot. To others, this kind of performative corporate feminism might seem shallow and condescending, but still others seem to think it's the end of the world. Specifically, Fox News, who freaked out about M&Ms getting too woke. Just wait till they find out one of the ingredients is critical race theory. <laughs> and it's true. That's true. Wow. It's right below Carnubowax. Following all this controversy yesterday, M&Ms released a statement saying that they've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, great, now where will I get my fix of anthropomorphic candy orbs with slightly different personality traits? Well, mm. don't you worry, because another candy company is now wading into this cultural minefield. Jim? Susan B. Anthony, Frida Kahlo, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mike and Ike? That's right. The candy you settle for when they're out of Skittles got progressive as hell. Mike and Ike now have our own female candies. Meet Sheila and Doreen. <laughs> That's right. We're here. Deal with it. I taste like tropical fruit, but I also run a successful landscaping company in Akron, Ohio. And I'm not just brown. I'm a tenured professor at Brown. We're sick of lady candies being two-dimensional. It's always the smart one, the sexy one, the shy one. Yeah, we're complex. I hit a deer once in college. At least I think it was a deer. I didn't look back. Oh, God, I didn't look back. That's right. We made Sheila and Doreen uncomfortably complicated. Um, feminism much? She's recently widowed, and I'm casually sleeping with two Twizzlers. I'm also a mom. Guess where the baby came out of? I only have one hole. Everyone knows Mike and Ike's are a combo of fruity and chewy, making them fruit chewy. But we're changing the flavor status quo. I'm kiwi. And I'm beef. And together we're creepy. That's not good. We probably should have read that out loud first. But if you're concerned they're too woke, don't worry, because we also decided... Don't you dare give us boobs. ...to give them boobs. No. So when you want high fructose corn syrup that's been gendered female to seem vaguely empowering but is still weirdly sexualized, reach for a box of Gila and Doreen's. Queefy! Queefy! Available wherever Mike and Ike's are found, so probably in an abandoned gas station. There you go. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, wow. <laughs> you haven't seen it. The look on the, the, look on the, on the uh, Sheila and Doreen's when they gave him boobs was... <laughs> <laughs> oh god i really don't want to think that my snickers bar has a sex but <laughs> right <laughs> no. really don't no uh, well, fox news had to go and ruin it for everyone because they took the character taking the characters away for the super bowl <laughs> oh i don't know oh i don't know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. remember what m&m looks like upside down w w W. <laughs> you know, I had to buy some M&Ms when I was at Costco on Friday. <laughs> I was like, I want peanut M&Ms. <laughs> Just because of this controversy. So anyway. 
<laughs> so with that, uh, T, tell people where they can check you out. Oh, you can check me out over on the Facebook, T Brown. You can also find me over on Tickety Tot, T Brown. Sorry, at T Brown one hundred five. Come on over. We're always having the conversation. All right, thank you, T. Always love having you. And Seth. Oh, you can find me. Um, don't really bother looking for me on Twitter anymore because I don't really hang out there much. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon. And uh, my partner, Lynn, and I, we have uh, a blog on um, veganesp.com as well as Instagram with the same name. So you can check us out there. And thanks again, Tim, for having me on the show. And I really enjoyed it. Thanks again. I always love having you, Seth. And justice. You can find me manning the barricade still on Twitter at Justice Putnam. You can also find me on Netroots Radio uh, five mornings a week and over on Daily Coast, where I am uh, the poetry editor for Black Coast. Thank you, Justice. And Joe? Uh, you can find me um, blowing bridges up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Mastodon. Uh, minus th- at minus three at mstd dot party, and you can find me on uh, Facebook or WordPress, jcsantorsetta.wordpress.com, and you can find me on. It came from Cleveland over on uh, Radio for Humans right. com. Thank you, Joe. And you can follow me, Tim Corma, on the Mastodon, the Instagram, and the. Uh, the Facebook, uh, and uh, by the way, I had I had to block somebody again on Facebook because they 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 followed me and immediately started sending me Facebook Messenger. <laughs> you want to get blocked? That's how you do it. So. <laughs> I, I, I block coworkers on Facebook. I mean, really, I I my Facebook presence is next to nothing right now because I just basically wish people happy birthday. But yeah, right. there was some coworkers that were just nasty, and I was like, nope. <laughs> yes. You know? There you go. There you go. And so we'll close out with this week's Lauren Mayer's latest song, which is hilarious. Stand by your Marge. <laughs> so Lauren, take it away, and we will see you all soon. Sometimes it's hard to be the speaker. All that opposition gets your go. giving away your power and you still don't win it till the 15th vote that's why you're grateful for a loyal ally even if she's flakier than a knish your credibility's wrecked now but you give her your respect now cause she'll save you from meat grown in a peach tree dish so you must stand by your marge although she's spread a series of wild conspiracy theories about jewish space lasers fake mass shootings and mask mandates being the holocaust stand by your marge you'll never woman cause you know she's really in charge stand by your marge put nut jobs like green and george santos on committees then kick off swalwell and schiff that's just for a start 
Although what's really creepy, Green wants to be Trump's VP. Well, at least she makes Sarah Palin look almost smart. So you must stand by your Marge. Although she spreads a series of wild conspiracy theories, like COVID's a hoax, 9-11 didn't happen, and Nancy Pelosi runs a gazpacho police. Stand by your Marge. You'll never quit that woman, although her lunacy runs large. Stand by your Marge. One more time. Stand by your Marge. Although she spread a series of wild conspiracy theories about Jewish space lasers, fake mass shootings, and mass managed being the Holocaust. Stand by your Marge. You'll never leave that woman, cause you know she's really in charge. Stand by your Marge. Yeehaw! Hey, it's Lauren, and if you enjoyed this video or any of my weekly topical comedy songs, I hope you'll consider supporting them through my Patreon page, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help me continue to help you laugh at the news that would otherwise make you cry. And you can check out other ways to support my work by clicking more in the information section right below this video. Thanks!